Welcome to Thirsty on Tune, where we drink wine and read webtoons. Hi, I'm your co-host Bronwyn, your webtoon obsessive, dopamine addicted, idiots in love, and slow burn sommelier. And I'm your co-host Chris, webtoons acolyte, enemies to lovers lover, and banter core aficionado. So pull up a page, pour yourself a drink, and let's dive in. You're thirsty on Maine, we're thirsty on Tune. Hi. Long time. No chat. Oh my God. Yeah. Did we definitely do a two recordings in one night? Of course yes. we did. Because of course we, we did. We would like to actually catch up and maybe not, I don't know, <laughs> be behind all the time. <laughs> and not like constantly having mysterious month-long hiatuses. I mean, you know. <laughs> Much like Loki, sometimes we just disappear yes. and reappear uh later different person or you <laughs> know person. alligator crocodile or you know kitten, yeah whatever yes <laughs> uh yeah so if you listen to any of the episodes we recorded tonight they're gonna be just as i told broadwin i have no notes only vibes <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that's where we're at it was so funny the other day was it john or joey asked us what day we typically record on and we just like we just like giggled and laughed and then tried to explain in a way that wouldn't scare him off (laughs) we we don't typically do anything (laughs) i believe my answer was whenever our little hearts desire friend (laughs) when the feeling when the spirit moves (laughs) like you know when the when the feeling comes when the muse is present uh we we record like i don't (laughs) understand how they don't like they literally talk to us almost every day. Yeah. Since we invaded their chat. I yeah. And and, and literally we bring the chaos there. We bring the chaos to the Talking Comics feed. We bring the ta- chaos directly to the Talking Comics show. Yeah. And yet it, I was surprised by the level of chaos. It's almost like we are visitors from a foreign planet that <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, neither one of uh, us or them totally understand the customs of the other place. <laughs> Not going to lie to you. When I started being regularly on Talking Comics, I was like, wow, they have a set day and time. And it like never changes like <laughs> ever. And I was like, how does one do this? <laughs> right? I don't understand. My brain was not wired to do anything in that way. Like, it's hilarious. Mm, it is I funny. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I know either. Know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Love those guys. So Love weird. It. Love them. They're so strange. Um, Clearly, they're the strange ones. Like, Obviously. We are operating in a normal way. Mm-hmm. We record Quite. when we feel like it as many times as we want and about what we was exactly we call we're neurodiverging all over the place we we this is this is neurodivergent happy hour is the secret name for the show (laughs) you just nailed the title right there (laughs) oh my god we did it we did it (laughs) so today what are we talking about I think we are talking about our half year recap of kind of what we've been reading. Yeah. And also just like whatever comes to mind. <laughs> yep. 
Yeah. This because uh, periodically we just decide to do this. Speaking of being neurodivergent all over the place and bringing um, the chaos, <laughs> and bringing the chaos. Periodically we just decide, hey, it's time to do another episode in which we don't have a plan, uh, and the points are made up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love it. I own yeah. <laughs> no notes, only vibes. <laughs> no notes, only vibes. God, that would David, also if be you're a listening good to title. This, we definitely need uh, a poster of that one. <laughs> Oh, David, please. That would be, that is, oh God, that needs to be our new Twitter banner. Yes. Yes. Pork pork. <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. I'm oh, getting yeah. on Canva as soon as we stop. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it is June. Yep. Probably when this comes out, <laughs> I will make it June. I'll make sure it is June when this comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, just because I, I literally know that sometimes we don't put out episodes as frequently as we need to, but this will be June. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so that means it is halfway through the year. Ish. Yeah. <laughs> at, at some point yeah. in June, it becomes halfway through the year, right? <laughs> I don't know how time works. <laughs> I mean, what even is time? Let's be We fair. literally just spent the first few minutes of our show proving we don't understand how time works. <laughs> June is theoretically six months and thus theoretically halfway through the year, right? Okay. Right? Uh, <laughs> somebody is, is going to explain to us why we're either correct or wrong, and that's fine. That's I'm good. More knowledge it's, is good. It's helpful. It's helpful. <laughs> just just wait till, yeah, they have like 12 more things to explain to us by the end of the show, as yes. they inevitably will. Exactly. Um, actually, I found, figured out that mansplainers don't listen to the show, as no one has corrected us on any of the incorrect things we've said ever. <laughs> I mean, I don't think mansplainers are our target audience if we're being completely honest. I would like to target them, but I think that <laughs> <laughs> I think we mean those words differently. <laughs> we might, yeah, we might. English is so funny that way. <laughs> Isn't English just the funniest? Isn't it the funniest thing? How sometimes you funniest. can mean sometimes you can mean trying to please, and sometimes you can mean trying to murder, and they're the same word. Same <laughs> word. <laughs> Kind of like fucking someone. <laughs> fuck them over and you fuck them. Not the same. <laughs> Not the same. Yep. Anyway, oh, or fuck them up. I mean, goodness, there's so many range. It's true. That's a good word. Mm, it's a good word. Fuck. Huge range. <laughs> um, so, I love those Germanic roots. They're so satisfying. Yeah, they're so satisfying. Mm. <laughs> My nephew was making fun of me today because I said Lasai. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he was just like, that was not even a little bit in French. And I was like, I know. But it's sometimes fun to just put La in the beginning of English words. <laughs> but I am La tired. I, yes, I'm La tired. <laughs> Fine, Zen, have a nap. Send yeah. fires the missiles. <laughs> it's best too when they don't sound remotely like the 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 language you're trying to emulate. <laughs> it's best. I like <sighs> it. All right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what yep. have you been reading this past half year? Oh my god! So, like for me, I'm going quite fast. Um, <laughs> I look. I know. This is but- why you're starting. I have read 36 books completely to completion. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> which uh, means I have like 10 or 12 incomplete books yeah, that will eventually, on the go, yeah. <laughs> will eventually pop onto this list. <laughs> but uh, read all the way through, I have read uh, 36 
feel like I'm actually missing two. <laughs> I think I maybe have read 38. <laughs> um, Excellent. Now I'm like in deep doubt that this list is correct. Uh, and I'm checking because I'm like, wait, that's not right. <laughs> Amazing. We're off to such a good start already. I mean, okay. Okay. There's one additional book that's one. missing. All so right. 30, so 37. That's a good that's number. Pretty good. solid. Pretty I good. like it. Thank you. Yeah. How, how many have you read? <laughs> I mean, look. Theoretically, how many have you read? You don't have to come for me quite so hard, okay? Uh, you came for me last episode and... I, uh, okay, you're right. I did. So maybe I earned it. <laughs> you did. You're right. <laughs> this is, you brought those on yourself. I did. I did. Okay. You came for the bull and you got the horns. I, I got the... Okay. So consequences. Mm-hmm. I, I'm aware there are consequences to my actions. Okay. So... Look, here comes fair. the consequences, consequences, consequences. They're catchy. I like it. Um, <laughs> Have you never heard that song? <laughs> Probably. Uh, so I didn't write down all of the books I've reread because sometimes mm-hmm. I just need to reread something or re-listen to something, you know, because it's calming and soothing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I need that in my stressful mm-hmm. day job. Yes. So I didn't write those all down because I only wrote down like new books. Yes. Okay. Which so I that, want you to keep in mind, listener, when you hear the number, that this is not an actual count. It is lower than the reality. Look, so I, I, I wanted to keep the act. I wanted to keep the count lower than the reality because I am aware of how ridiculous this is. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I have a I have hundred and fifty six books in my list right now. That is the. Vastly conservative estimate of how many books Lana has read, and it is one hundred and fifty-six. One hundred and fifty-six. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So only a hundred and twenty books more than I read. <laughs> Again, not counting everything, whereas yeah. I did in fact count everything. <laughs> Look, I am aware I have a problem. Okay. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I, well, I. Yeah. It's me. Hi. I'm the problem. I'm the problem. It's me. Uh, This is how I dissociate. This is how I support my autistic needs. Mm -hmm. This this is my this is my coping mechanism. (laughs) And you know what? As as my lovely mom would say, better this than drugs. Am I right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, Look, my brain is broken. Yes, it works in very weird ways, and this keeps me kind of centered ish i like it so. i support it i rock with it thank you You're i welcome. appreciate you yeah i appreciate uh. you too <laughs> meanwhile my neurodivergence means i can't fucking finish books yes yeah I just yeah have 12 i mean i eventually do finish all of them they just are not in a regular or, or like procedural manner i mean it's not like i'd never have multiple books on the go obviously I have Mm -hmm. multiple books on the go but I do tend to hyper focus a little especially because it only takes me a couple of hours to finish a book right so yeah unless it's one of those where I was talking about like that I have to it's more of a difficult read yeah and I have to stop and process slows you down definitely slows me down like I I, um and some of the best reads are Mm -hmm. but I definitely put some big honkers on your list when we did the bingo to see if they would slow you down. And I'd like to point out they have not, um, not, not, not yet. No, 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 no they have not. No. <laughs> you just read very big books very quickly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they take me longer than the short books. Yeah. Scientifically one would assume just not that long. <laughs> no. 
And for the record, I didn't just do it for that reason, though there might have been a slight social experiment. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You also didn't just put books on my list. You put series on my list. I'm sorry. So did you. (laughs) I yeah, but I put them in different slots. I yes. I mean. Did I not do that? No, you <laughs> didn't. I'm, like desperately needing to look back at this list because I don't remember. <laughs> you put like the whole Percy Jackson in one square. <laughs> oh, for the record, you put multiple books in a series in one square as well. Just not as many times as I did. <laughs> when did I do that? Uh, heated rivalry series. Is that what it is? Oh, no, game I changer. You, I didn't. I think I gave you the game changer one that had two books. That's not the whole series. There's eight books in that series. I, I didn't you give you the whole Percy Jackson series because there's like a hundred books in that series. I just gave you five. <laughs> <laughs> for the record. Okay. For the record, listeners, like <laughs> jur- jury of our peers here, I would like to point out Percy Jackson, the five books of the Percy Jackson series are still shorter than like one David R. Slayton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I do love those David R. Slayton books. I know, me too. <laughs> They're so good. They're so good so good hey and you you read you read sarah j moss they are definitely all five of them are definitely shorter than one sarah j moss i'm okay. just saying all right i can do it <laughs> anyway <laughs> i didn't realize the heated rivalry was only two books until this moment because i think i was preparing to read all of them no. now i know that you didn't do that <laughs> oh god no i would never do that to you <laughs> i would do that to you but it's di- is different. In my defense, you could accomplish it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I couldn't. Exactly. It's very important to meet people where they're at like, neurodivergently. You know it's true. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I, I've finished a series in my life, maybe like two, three, but not more than that. <laughs> I have, I, I mean, I have finished series in my life, but honestly, it is easier to do now Hmm. than it was before I got really into electronic reading because I find the reading electronically is much easier for me to accomplish. Also Mm -hmm. reading audiobooks is much easier for me to accomplish. Um, That accessibility portion is so important. It's so huge. Um, It's just, I can, I can alter the way I perceive the text Mm -hmm. So that yeah. it really just goes right into my brain in such a nice way, um, which I love. So that's, I, I really enjoy that. But also like some of the authors that I'm reading now, I've just, I go back and I read their backlog. Yeah. <laughs> and so if we go through my, my sexy spreadsheet. <laughs> Let, let's do it. Why don't we do, um. Uh, so for the record listeners, I proposed that we do this literally hours ago. And I said, I would just figure it out. That was, that was it. Yeah. I, I just said I would figure it out. Uh, <laughs> so I, one of the things I thought about was what, uh, asking you questions as we go through and I can answer them too, but like, who, who are the authors that repeatedly appear on your reading list this year? Okay. Well, I definitely have a few repeat offenders. That's for sure. <laughs> because uh, a few, I, a few, um, I, I kind of fell down a couple of little like reading holes mm-hmm. where I'm like, oh, I really like this story. I really like this story. So I'm going to read mm-hmm. the whole series, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I get to the end of the series and I'm like, 
Well, I liked the way that was written. I wonder if that author has written anything else. Mm-hmm. And then I pick up the next series and I'm, oh, well, frick, this is great. Read all of that. So then I end up just reading the whole backlog of that author. So I yeah. have done that with like three to six authors this year. <laughs> who, who you got for me? Okay. So Riley Hart shows up on this list a lot. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Um, Eden Finley and Saxon James. And yes. this was your fault. I know I brought those to the table. Yeah. So you got me started. So this is hilarious. Actually. I love this as a whole story because you got me started on the puck boy series. Right. Which I had not at that time read. You had not at that time. read. The recommendation was look at how funny the, this uh, pun is and you should probably read this. (laughs) And admittedly you were right on both counts. So (laughs) it's called the first one's called irresponsible puck boy. I mean, like Actually, the it's, first one is Egotistical Puck oh, Boy. Oh, that's right. Egotistical Puck Boy. What a yeah. great title. I mean, so oh my good. God. Love it. So anyway, that one is written by Eden Finley and Saxon James. And so I freaking loved it. Yeah. And so I got the next one and then I got the next one and then I got the next one. And now I'm waiting for the fifth. <laughs> but in the meantime, I was like, okay, well, this is great. And then you also found the previous series yes, that led I into did. that yeah which was the CU hockey yes which is hilarious because you were not a hockey person I'd at not. all no but you started you reading that one and so I was just like and that was also by Eden Finley and Saxon mm-hmm. James so I then of course as is my want read mm-hmm. all of them way before you yes. um I still haven't yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> I are still Two books from finishing that's just part of the series, that segment of that the segment series. of the series. So then I went back to see what led into that. So and it's it's really funny because this is all like a big shared universe. Yeah. Um and so the this, hockey cinematic universe. The hockey will. cinematic universe. HCU. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. So it and it it expands outwards like it's really funny like there's all of these authors that write together I don't know if they had a writing group or something like that but Mm -hmm. so some of them like share this universe together and different you know some of them write together and some of them just share the universe and so you know so it's very funny but um anyway so the CU led into the puck boys I so I basically read all of these series backwards like moving back in time yeah so I read the CU hockey and then I read the fake boyfriends which led into the CU hockey Mm -hmm. five books of those those were just by Eden Finley and then I went through and was just looked for anything that was by Eden Finley so I read a bunch of stuff just by Eden Finley which was also great love it and then I was like okay well I can't find any more Eden Finley so I'll read more Saxon James (laughs) (laughs) so I found everything I could find by Saxon James and read that (laughs) yeah also great yes and then you know both my apps that I read like most novels mostly in uh, we're like okay well we see that you like this so if you like <laughs> this then maybe you'll like this and, and that just started me down with the um the Riley Hart and mm. um also on the Tal Bauer which was just like hockey oh, and yes. sports romance that I really I enjoyed think, as well didn't I start you on Tal Bauer too though? you might have yeah because wasn't isn't that rookie mistake isn't that? Oh, rookie mistake is uh, Anna Zabo and L.A. Witt. Oh, God, you're right. Okay, yeah. my bad. <laughs> I've read something by Tal Bauer too, but that unrelated. I don't think. Um, and so like I read a, a bunch of Riley Hart stuff, lots of fun, and then 
Riley Hart did a book with Neve Wilder. Hmm. So then I had to read more Neve Wilder. Of course. Read all of that. <laughs> you played like six degrees of reading authors. I did. And apparently they're all in Australia. So maybe that's uh-huh. a thing. I don't know. But uh, Is hockey big in Australia? I would not have thought so, but. And they're not set in Australia. No. So maybe it isn't. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't know. I also read the the pop star stuff from Eden Finley, which is tangentially related to the um, the the hockey universe, but it's love it. It's hilarious. And then that also tangentially related to that is the Mike Bravo series, which I told you was the LGBTQ oh, yeah. like um, ex military unit. Yeah, so great. So uh, <laughs> I love all of this. So like, and they drop names from the. The universe, like the shared unit from other books and stuff like that. It's hilarious. I love it so it's much. Amazing. <laughs> Somewhere there's probably a fan wiki that connects them all and I need to find it. Right? I love it. Um, who's another one that I've been reading a ton of? Um do 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 Felice Stevens. Oh yes. That was again in my recommendeds. And so yeah. I just every time I see a Felice Stevens, I'm like, yeah, I will read that because I it it's not quite as to the level of like the Riley Hart, the Eden Finley, yeah. um, the Saxon James level of, oh my God, I'm absolutely going to love it. No question. Because Felice Stevens sometimes gets a little too angsty, even for me. Mm. Um, <laughs> wow. That has to be very angsty. <laughs> it's like a little uh, hand, hand angsty and, and like not bad, just yeah, more on the hurt than the comfort than I would like, you know, yeah. sometimes if I, if there's too much hurt in a row, if I have to put the book down for any reason, mm-hmm. I won't pick it back up. Yeah. It's got to be at least equal parts hurt comfort in exactly. my opinion. Pro- preferably more on the comfort, but every hurt must have a comfort or it's not okay. <laughs> exactly. And so like one of the shared universes that I ended up falling down was this, and I love this for a title, the FU series. <laughs> <laughs> I have that one saved as well to read. It's the Franklin University. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but so book one is written by Riley Hart. So that's how I got into it. And then book two is Saxon James. Love it. <laughs> and then it moves on to like, like there's some Louisa Masters and N.R. Walker. And so this is how I start to find the writers who kind of write together or in, yeah. in shared universes. So that's so yeah, fun. It's hilarious. Um, Isla, Isla Olson was another one I oh, fell down. Yeah. Yes. Um, there, I read a book called P.S. I Loathe You. <laughs> That's a great title. And it was a, it was hilarious. It was just really funny. Like, there's just a lot of humor, like banter core type humor. <sighs> and was it. it was that awkward moment when you hate your sister's fiance right up until she dumps him and then you accidentally flirt with him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay, I'm adding that. I'm it adding that immediately. was legitimately hilarious and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and so then I was like, okay. And at the end where you get the author's note or whatever, mm-hmm. she's like, well, if you do want to read more Isla Olson, mm-hmm. start with Love and Luck. So Love and Luck is a series. It's like a billion books long. Oh, my God. But it's about, no word of a lie, a big Irish family called the Kellys <laughs> and all of the brothers falling in love with 
and all of their like gay and bi awakenings and all of this. Oh my God. I'm like, okay, well, you know, as a Kelly. That came for you. <laughs> it came for me. So I really enjoyed that series. It was very charming. Um, so I, yeah, Isla Olsen is another one that I will kind of pick up anything I, I see yeah. by her. So, yeah. So it's like, oh, look, okay. Riley Hart has a new book. Oh, right. Okay. So Neve Wilder <laughs> has a new book. Okay. So Neve That's Wilder amazing. and Riley Hart have a new book. Okay. So, oh, Devin McCormick wrote in another series with Riley Hart. Riley Hart so now Devin McCormick is the new one I'm falling down. Yeah. <laughs> And Neve Wilder wrote with Only James, so I fell down that hole, which, oh my oh, goodness, Only that James. is a whole For realsies. thing. Oh <laughs> my God. The uh, Big Gay Fiction Podcast just interviewed Only James, so you're going to have to listen to that one. I am absolutely good. going to have to listen yeah. to that because literally my first Only James books that, that I wrote down was, I put in the note, as close to a guilty pleasure as currently exists in my life, as I don't feel guilty about pleasure. <laughs> yes. Correct. I don't know why this works, but it does. I love that. I love when that happens. Like I, I legitimately cannot tell you what part of these stories work. Mm-hmm. There's no way in God's green earth that it should. They are definitely the definition of like greater than the sum of their parts. Because oh my the, God. each part is like unhinged and troublesome. <laughs> the book is literally called I Unhinged. I realized that as soon as I said it. I was like, that wasn't intentional. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so fun. I just, I don't, I can't like, it's definitely a style that mm. I can read for like a couple of books in a row. And then I need a break. I need, yeah. I need to read something that isn't quite so what the fuck. <laughs> Sometimes oh you need God. a little what the fuck in your oh, life yeah. oh, and yeah. you can trust only James to bring it. Oh yeah. Yep. Because holy crap. <laughs> holy crap <laughs> there's a person on tiktok and i think this is facetious because it would bother me if it was like ju- like true true of hearted i guess but i think it's facetious and i find it very funny um there's a person who does uh romance uh moment jail on tiktok and it's basically like these moments in romance that send you straight to jail <laughs> amazing <laughs> i have to find it for you because it cracked me up and it'll be like they find like the wildest bits of romance novels and it's kind of exquisite i'm like oh <laughs> well everything in an only james novel will definitely put them in jail because that's <laughs> straight to jail oh my god i mean literally this the unhinged and psycho and head case that whole series it's called <laughs> necessary evil love it yeah and it's i can't even with this but it is about a millionaire scientist who scientist like shrink or psychologist anyway who decides to do a an experiment but like off the books where he finds children who are like showing evidence of psychopathy and adopts them so he can raise them to like basically be killers that he points in the right direction. I need to read this right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Ugh. And each book is um one of the brothers. Oh made, like as yeah. Oh my God. And so they're all murderers. They're all like chopping up bodies and like <laughs> It's if Dexter was a romance novel. If Dexter was a romance novel. (laughs) Oh my God. I guess I'm immediately downloading this. 
I like legitimately there's a lot of I they shouldn't they shouldn't yeah. work but they do they yes. really do yeah straight to horny jail with both of us apparently oh my god horny jail horny jail straight to horny jail yeah <laughs> it's hilarious oh my god okay yeah. well I know who my next author will be <laughs> I just have if you I don't know if you've actually watched it um but the horror movie Malignant by James Wan no okay well you must Okay. You must. Now okay. keep in mind I'm I am absolutely recommending this as a it's like a magnum opus of horror movie, but it so it's like James Wan, who has been doing horror movies for sure. so long, has been yeah. given this unlimited budget and oh, told dear. go nuts and he oh, fucking ran with it. And it's yeah. amazing. And okay. it knows exactly what it is at mm-hmm. all times. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you're not going in there expecting like the black phone. No going in there expecting um like uh I don't even know like, like evil like the evil dead later like, ones or but evil dead and um saw and mm, okay uh but like all of it on crack with incredible cinematography oh good so a little bit like show Hannibal too then. yes yes Okay. Yeah. You know I'm down for that. It's really good. Like it's I mean it's it's not like good good. It's great. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch this to even understand like a third of what you just said, yeah, yeah. but I'm 100%. I'm on board. Yeah. yeah. It I it's just it's a lot of fun and yeah. there's a twist that you're just like what the fuck. And then there's some there's some incredible physical oh acting okay. in this. Okay. That is next level okay i'm down <laughs> okay anyway the first scene in malignant you have to get past because it's very 90s horror movie um and it's hilarious I but i love 90s horror movie though so that 90s like horror movie scene in and it's in like a one of those um like if if an asylum was in a castle in the you know like <laughs> oh and it's, good it's hilarious it's <laughs> like set in arkham <laughs> yes it, it's set in arkham and it's really bad but it's so good oh my and god okay, that I'm is down. kind of the, the sensation and the feeling i get from these only right. james i'm gonna books, just start like... reading them tonight i'll add it as my 13th book that i have <laughs> ongoing apparently <laughs> oh my god yeah yeah okay. you just gotta dive in knowing what you're doing knowing what you're getting into and just run with it uh yeah okay I'm on board yeah. but I cannot wait to hear your thoughts on this because as an actual like psych person I am dying to hear what you think okay well it, on the same vein and this has now just become horror movie cast but I need you to watch smile at some point because Ooh. I really want to unpack that one with you mm-hmm. I have big feelings as a psychologist watching it uh, most of them are good and then one of them is real confused <laughs> I have not landed on that one yet. All right. It's been, it's been months since I've seen it and I still go back to it. And I'm like, I don't, uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't even, I don't, I've never even heard of it. I don't know anything about it. Oh my God. It. Smile is like a, a somewhat of a classic current horror movie at first, but then it's like doing a lot also. Um, the main character is a psychiatric therapist. Like, so psychologist that works in a hospital. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to tell you much, but like, there is a very interesting, like, mm, (laughs) how do I say anything? Oh my God. Struggling. 
it, it is a movie that is inherently about trauma and how that influences the people around you but it does that in sort of a haunted hospital <gasps> sort of and then yet it's more like I'm not even describing it even a little bit well it's a little bit like it's got black phone vibes but it's also kind of um it follows vibes Ooh. and kind of like sinister so <laughs> but the main character is a therapist and I have many feelings about this but I would say as far as like therapists in horror movies this is probably the best one Ooh. so I I really do like it I just have complicated feelings about the ending I'll just put it that way okay okay I'm on like, board I'm like, I will watch can't this. decide if I like or hate the ending I'll say yeah exactly yeah. okay all right yeah yeah okay yeah it's um, one of my favorites honestly it's really good that is awesome yeah, yeah I haven't been watching much lately yeah, um that's fair this was this last year I think so it's recent because I oh, well obviously I've spent my time reading um <laughs> yeah yes facts uh, I did have the misfortune of watching um the M. Night Shyamalan oh we talked there. about it in one of this our episodes I yeah think. but I can't remember was... why it came oh maybe we talked about it in the this is not a horror movie oh yeah maybe episode. Um, but you have, you have so intrigued me that I almost want to see it just to understand, even though I know I'm going to hate it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, I might. (laughs) I mean, honestly, honestly, as much as I hated that movie and I hated it with a depth of passion unparalleled in the universe, I really did. You hated it on par with how I've hated a lot of recent Marvel movies. And that is just like, um, a level of hatred I don't see from you very often. Right. I pull it out every it, other week but like it, you not so no much. I didn't I really it, this was a response from me yeah. um but that said there were really incredible performances like this yeah the reason I hated this movie had absolutely nothing to do with any of the actors they were all incredible well, it so is, it is David David Batiste yeah Batista, Batista who yeah. I love and yeah, I exactly. think should be in more things and um, Josh more. Groff he was great in it oh my god yeah I love him I love him in everything yeah so um yeah, yeah, and like honestly, everybody pulled yeah. off. Uh, well, there was one exception. No, I shouldn't say it was an exception. It was just um, what's this dude who plays Ron Weasley? Um, oh, oh no, oh, what's his name? Rupert. Yeah, Rupert Grint. Thank he you. He tried to do an accent, oh. and it did not go well. Oh no. Yeah, I mean, overall, I still thought his performance was pretty good. That's good, but his accent was not. Yeah. No. Well, we're just detoured fully into movie talk um we haven't had a chance to do this off air so maybe we'll just do it on air yeah (laughs) um i finally watched the turtles (laughs) yay so uh, it made me i thought of it because um i just mentioned how i've like hated a lot of recent marvel movies uh, and I hadn't watched Eternals and I had kind of put it off because I was convinced I would either really love it and it would become my whole personality and I was like not ready for a new personality yet um, <laughs> or I would hate it and then I'd be sad because it'd be yet another one I didn't like. Yeah. Uh, well, guess which one it was. <laughs> it's your new personality. It's my new personality. Hello. Uh, hello. I'd like to introduce you to me. Uh, Eternals number one stan and yeah. incredible fan of Druig Makari as a yes. ship. Yeah. Well, that movie was amazing. I right? am mad it didn't get a better reception. Like that's it's one of those that I'm like, that's 
And I, I understand why, like I can Me psychologically too. understand that this was not what people thought it was going to be. And people have such a hard time adjusting expectations, yeah. right? Yeah. It is so not like a Marvel movie. It is so much more like a Star Wars show, like yeah. a Mandalorian. Like actually I compared it to Mandalorian a lot Yeah, because it has that kind of slow unfolding vibe to it yeah. that also people got mad about in Mandalorian sometimes, which I was just like, let's enjoy things once in a while, friends. Right? Like, like sometimes things can be cozy. <laughs> <laughs> I know and it's amazing to me actually how people don't respond to that like I love I a slow burn I don't I like, I, I like a cozy I like it just yeah. hey you know like it doesn't have to be explosions constantly to, yeah. to keep my interest but and I think inherently inter- Eternals is a non I mean there's fights in it but it is majority to non-violent solution of a movie mm-hmm. and I do think people struggle with that mm-hmm. um which is sad because I really like, I mean, I think Mandalorian's the same way. I really do. To me, like when I was trying to tell my mom she had to watch it, she also loved it for the record. I was like, it's like Mandalorian. Like you're going to have the same feeling when you watch yeah. it. And she totally did because it is cozy sci-fi. I mean, that's really what it is. I love mm-hmm. cozy sci-fi. That's me like one too. of my favorite genres. And it is very character driven and not very plot driven. Yeah. Um. And I'm fine with that. Like, that's yeah. cool for me. And like a lot of it is the violence is almost always portrayed in that movie is not the right call. Yes. Like it happens, but every time it happens, it is either the wrong call, it backfires or the main character who is played by Gemma Chan. Oh my God. She's perfect. Oh my God. I, I get speaking of people I would let step on me and kill me, whatever. Oh I'm, my any, God. Any Seriously. Week, I will lie down on the floor for her any day. Um, I love her. Um, big fan since Crazy Rich Asians. I oh my god, so much. she's just incredible in every way. And I love that she is the main character of it. And I love that it sets her up to not be like it sets up. You've got your basic ass white dude, which, to be clear, Richard Madden is not actually in real life basic ass. He's like a gay sweet man who has a husband, and like good for him. But in this movie, he plays straight and boring so well. Yeah. Um, and it sets you up to have yet another straight boring main character, and then like about faces, and the movie is about literally anyone but that. And- I know. I love it, and I. I find it really fascinating that um, the movie is about this sort of group of, well, the Eternals, obviously, yeah. but they're so complex. They There's are. such a variety of of sort of yeah. people and personalities and skill sets and things like that, which, you know, yeah. in the sort of grander scheme of the story makes a lot of sense. Uh-huh. But I think that's such a fascinating way to, like, that, they, yeah. that they navigate those differences so yeah. well. But also that those differences come into play in how they respond yes. to trauma and, um, yes, you know, like, and they don't always make the right decision. No. And, you know, they aren't always heroic and they aren't, no. you know, and like, and some of them ultimately choose not to be he- hero. Okay. Eternals has been out for like two years. Right. I'm gonna go ahead and declare this a spoil zone. So if you if you have not watched Eternals and you don't want to, maybe skip ahead like five minutes or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because we're just gonna go for it, I think. Um yeah. I feel like it's fair game at this point. I agree. <laughs> okay. I, I even thought that and I was one of the people who hadn't seen it. Yeah, but I was like, if people spoil it for me, I'm not gonna get mad. It's been forever. Yeah. Um now I don't remember what my point was. Oh, I, I'm not talking about the people who actually turn evil at the end. I'm not talking about the two no surprise villains uh but i will be in a second oh, but yeah. other characters like uh kamal najiani oh yes 
He was fabulous in this. And his character he played ultimately, it so well. Yes. And he ultimately chooses not to be heroic, but he is not demonized for it. No. And it's very interesting. He chooses to just not be involved and that is fine and in the end of the story he's still one of them he's still part of it like yeah. no nobody holds against him the part that he decides he can't be part of it um he gets to be a conscientious objector and that's yeah. not demonized in a marvel movie which is i love huge. that i thought it, that stood out to me so hard it did i thought that was too. so well handled it's so what because you kind of expect it being a marvel movie you expect him to come back at the end right like you expect him to mm-hmm. be part of the solution but he doesn't he does mm-hmm. not he is not part of the solution like he rolls with what ends up happening and he does come back after the climax exactly but he and, and he even helps up helps with the cleanup of the climax but he absolutely does not have a hero turn he doesn't do any of that he when he pieces out he pieces out and he's like like, i don't have the spoons for this i'm sorry i just and like valid dude god yeah also okay so i as i was watching this movie i was watching with tj who had obviously seen it before uh who was watching me like a hawk the whole time because he was so amused by all my reactions uh we had to briefly pause there but tell me why druid could have been problematic but isn't hit me with it he is amazing but with his power set yes like he could literally just be controlling people all the time and yeah the removal of people's autonomy is obviously always an issue as like for me especially but like in general that is always an issue right but yeah he's legitimately just a cottagecore lesbian he is a cottagecore lesbian he has a little cult and it's like the purest little thing (laughs) Like that is so amazing. Given I do, I do all of his powers and all of his options and all of his everything, and he, yeah. all he wants to do is just be left alone in the forest yes. with his peeps. He is he is the Magneto of the story. He's the Magneto of the story. I think story, that's so sure. important. I I love him so much. I love. I, I think again. I think the main thing about Eternals is that it plays with expectations, and I mm-hmm. think that's what people bounced off and what I loved. Um, yes, hard same. Right. Because (laughs) the way he's set up in the movie, the way, you know, Icarus is played as the hero early on and Druig is played like he's about to be the villain. Right. Like he has, there's a moment in it where there's a big, like in any other movie, this would be the villain turn. Yeah. And in that moment, I was like, oh, this is so unfortunate because he's totally right. Like everything he's saying is correct. But I, I felt similarly with Magneto and like the, we're talking like X-Men first class era Magneto, right? Like yeah. Michael Fesbender, our cottagecore lesbian king. Yes. Um, and when, you know, there's that similar moment with Magneto where he's like talking about Nazis and you're just like, he's right. Like we're going to, we're going to demonize this man. <laughs> he's yeah. like, right. And like, obviously there's like a whole thing about Magneto going too far, blah, 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 blah. blah. Magneto was right. Let's be clear. Well, um, <laughs> Magneto was right. A hundred percent. And that's part of why he's such an incredible villain i agree um but he does that thing that we've talked about before where he mm-hmm. was on the slippery slope yeah well, and he I bought his own ideology i maintain he wasn't he was just living at the foot like his little yeah. island he was just being a cottagecore lesbian and they drug him back in yeah it was always charles fault anyway i mean uh- <laughs> yeah 100 so no truly the villain in that story is charles no the one villain, ever sees it, but the villain in that story is Charles. The villain in every X-Men story is Charles Xavier. Uh, I'm sorry. Do you send send all the tweets you want. I'm right. But the um, reality is, though, for us, like, when I watched Eternals, and I've been telling you yeah. to watch Eternals since that yes. moment, let's and you be were fair. so right. You were so right. Um, I never get tired of hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> you were so right, my darling, beautiful love. I thank you. Um, 
is and not in a triple X way. It is a more adult Marvel movie. It is. It is. I mean, also in a triple X way, first sex scene. Yeah, true. But it, for me, it, it just expected more of the audience. It expected some critical thought. It expected mm-hmm. some emotional maturity. It expected, yeah. you know, and yeah, I agree. And, you know, on the, on the Druid front, like, obviously he was set up for a full Magneto, but instead of doing a full Magneto, the movie is like, no, he was right, actually. Well, and a thousand percent he was. A hundred percent. And he remains right the whole time. And he does it while rolling up his sleeves and mm. later wearing a leather jacket and just yep. being so hot and signing to his beautiful girlfriend. And I would, I would die. I would die for him. I would kill for him. I would join his little cult in the, in the, in the cottage core woods. Um, I'm waiting for him. Where is the cottage core? He can join our molecule. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Anytime him, him and Makari. Makari. Yes. Hello. (laughs) Um, Also, what we're talking about, like disability rep, I know, I know in my head that Thena is supposed to be PTSD, but they did it very poorly, I will say. Oh. <laughs> uh, but the bright side is they accidentally did dementia really well. Really well. I assumed it was dementia, to be honest. I only recently heard, like, because I've again gone really down the rabbit hole. Um, I legitimately thought it was supposed to be that. But then, you know, Angelina Jolie talked about how she has PTSD and she kind of drew on that, which is really interesting. And I'm like, glad that they actually really with this movie tried to match the actor to the character and like come from a real place in that way. I still wish they had done it better with PTSD. But as far as like dementia goes, I really like it as a dementia story as, you know, especially the love story of him. Like, I know you're losing your memories, but- I I will take care of you. I yeah. will bring you back when I can. And when I can't, I will be there anyway. Exactly. It's gorgeous. It's it is perfect. Gorgeous. Like, I agree. All He'll, of those stories were incredible. The, they were. The one thing um, that I thought was really interesting that they mm. kind of, um, they didn't like explicitly go into it, but they did kind of tangentially go into it is the whole um perception of age for eternal beings yes oh we're talking about sprite we're talking about sprite fucking sprite oh i mean fucking sprite if i I could punt a character oh my god talk about yeet into the sun yes yeah (laughs) why the fact that sprite i mean i i guess it's all it's both a punishment and a reward at the end but the fact that sprite gets to like live out their life like happy it was like fuck this all right like i just right almost killed druig and i am not fine but no and and um and uh i just want to call her Gemma chan cersei yes exactly i just I don't know enough about the background of that character to know mm. if the emotional maturity is supposed to match the physical maturity of the mm-hmm. body. Mayo, yeah, that makes sense. That does make sense. You know, I, still, so, I still want to yeet her directly into the A hundred percent, right? Like just because even if your your body is physically less mature and yeah. as a result you're fighting all of those hormones which oh my god okay oh, empathy so unfortunate empathy i mean there's days. a moment when when sprite says why did uh you know, ashra make me this way and I, I did feel that very deeply i was yeah. like that's so it really is that's dark cruel I mean, that's... and unusual it's truly cruel 
And, um, and genuinely like the, and we talked, we've talked about this on the show before that I think, unless this was a conversation we had privately together, who knows? Hard to say. Uh, hard to say, <laughs> but uh, the, I think it was just us because we were talking about Shazam too, because Mm. there is the like, what do you do if your body is eternally very young, but you aren't, you are eternal, right? Like who, who are you allowed to fall in love with? And it is really complicated. Um, But the reality is like, it's, it is, it's very complicated. Like in this case, she fell in love with someone who is legitimately her peer. Yes. I know. But who doesn't appear to be her peer. And who would never see her as anything other than a kid. Like, right? can't, can't. And that sucks. It does suck. That really and, sucks. And I get so it there's too, a lot of empathy like, for that character. There I is. Would... But she was just such a nasty oh, she, sucked. she also just sucked. Yeah. Sometimes you can have a hard life and also be an asshole. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> These two things are not. I mean, again, oh, no, actually, I don't think he had that hard life. I was going to say, again, Icarus, but actually his life was fine. He just sucked. Yeah. Um, because that's, the, so that's the problem though, right? Is because like when you are eternal like that, yeah. one of the things that being a teenager is so hard is that like you, you're changing at an alarming rate. Your body is changing. Your brain is changing. Yeah. Like there's so much change happening and you're just trying to yeah. cope, you know? Yeah. But at excuse me, at an eternal scale like that. Yeah. That rate of change has got to be slower. Yeah. Because there's not actually any change happening. So it's effectively slowed, stopped. Yeah. But also the teenagers who are actually teenagers don't have a baseline of experiential comparison, Mm -hmm. right? They don't know that this decision is going to have this consequence because they've never seen it. And theoretically you would assume Sprite had, but like, denial is is a strong drug (laughs) it's true but thousands of years of denial i mean that's icarus (laughs) yeah fair it's certainly possible um to be so deeply up your own butt you know i guess Um, i I mean i've never done it but i think that's what again the making uh cersei the main the actual main character of the story was such a powerful choice because she is a character that is also eternal but she absolutely changes because she loves other people and she's constantly trying to make herself better and she's just so so aspirational i love her exactly so much um she can do no wrong i love her Uh, but i also really love again the main character of that story has a non-violent superpower Yes. Like it's inherently nonviolent. She creates yeah. or transmutes or like at the very least, what she does is make something, right? Like she isn't destroying things. Yeah. Um, she makes the monster into a tree. I mean, yeah. as she makes the, you know, the God at the end of it into a sculpture, there's like a lot of beauty into what her powers are. She makes the like car that's flying out of control into flower petals there's something very lovely about that being our power set of our main character yeah exactly but it is also unfamiliar and very um yeah it Mm -hmm. it's a non-traditional storytelling extremely non-traditional storytelling which i love i do too and is written by a woman yeah and you can tell we you talked about this before There's some deeply feminine energy here right we've talked about this before uh i think in our episode where we did our i think it was our our year in review last year we had tj on we were trying to explain like 
female gaze storytelling yes versus like traditional male storytelling yeah and this movie is what we were talking about like yeah it is a, co- a movie about collaboration instead of competition it is a yep. movie about non-violence instead of violence it is a movie where the wens are not this like grand like chest pumping thing at the end they're more subtle than that and the change is more subtle than that and it's about redirection instead of confrontation yes yes like even at the end if this had been any other marvel movie at the end cersei would have like decked icarus right like that's how every other marvel movie even ones i like like even captain marvel would have probably done that right yeah and like and and it's fine that's fine like there's nothing wrong with that it, there no. isn't like I'm not saying that uh-uh. I I love me an action movie I agree okay but, I love them but it's just not the only way to tell a story yes and violence is the only it's just the only solution we're ever given in exactly. a superhero story so to see and sometimes her, it's deeply cathartic oh yeah but to see her actually and there were moments where I was like oh come on just hit him but it, but that wouldn't be this story she no. at the end she kneels down in front of him and kind of kisses his forehead and like sends him off yeah and you know he chooses to destroy himself because he's a fragile fragile masculinity um on display right yeah. but that was never no one chose that for him or made him do it no it was his choice even in the end she preserved his autonomy yes she did and she offered him grace like genuine which is something that he was not preserving for anyone else by Mm -hmm. operating in the background Mm -hmm. without communicating with his team agreed yeah and she immediately tells them when she learns the big secret she doesn't keep it she tells them oh right away and i I don't know because like legitimately has anyone ever actually been able to be helped or protect themselves better by a lack of information no has that ever been the case no and this is why genuinely without, with my full chest, I will say Eternals is one of my top five MCU movies. Yeah. No, I loved it. I loved it. I did too. More of this, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, And I don't know that we will, which is sad, but they definitely set up for a second one. So maybe they will. I don't know. I hope so. I hope so I too. hope so. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was brilliant. And next time we get Perry style. So, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully no spitting. <laughs> uh, or, or or yes, if consensual. I don't I mean, know. I exactly. won't, I'm not going to complain about Harry Styles spitting on me, you know? <laughs> I, I'm not into that. I'm, I'm going to be I'm also not into that. But like, I would make an exception for him, I think. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, books. Hilarious. Books. Yeah, so many books. <laughs> oh my God, so many books. How about um, you? Why don't you tell me some about yours? Yeah. So as far as like authors, my repeated authors, I don't have nearly as many as you, uh, mm-hmm. unsurprisingly, but I, I actually have read some repeated authors this year, which is not necessarily usually the case. Okay. Um, I read Murderbots one through four. <gasps> oh, I love Murderbot. I have read the first two before, uh, but I decided to reread them and then read three and four. Um, and I'm going to keep going. Don't worry. I will keep going, but I, I took a break, but I read them all in a row. So I've read a bunch of Martha Wells this year. And then I found out she has a whole fantasy series. So that's going to happen as well. Awesome. Um, and I have read, what is the, oh my God. Oh, I've been rereading Gay Wolf books. So I've read a bunch of Charlie and Hera. Yes. Um, Always, always in the rotation. I know I've almost gone all the way back through those again. And more recently, I have fallen down the Kira Andrews rabbit hole. Hard. Ah, 
Yeah, you're starting to drag me down there too. As you should. Uh, I'm I'm da- I'm down bad for Curie Andrews. Um, so Curie Andrews, if you have not read her, is she writes kind of a classic romance adventure story, but gay, which is so fun because I feel like romance adventures are not as in as they were. So it's kind of sad. I don't feel like I see them as much, but I certainly don't see enough of them in the gay like mm-hmm. segment of things. Um, she's got the market on that. And my romance adventure, I'm talking like uh, Romancing the Stone or Lost Kingdom, like those movies that were kind of big in the 80s, 90s. Yeah. Um, she writes those and all of her books are like that. And I love it. I love it. So I read uh, Beyond the Sea. Yeah. It's so good. And so have you. Yes. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Oh my gosh. It's good. And it's about this um, boy band member, kind of an in sync ish type boy band um, who is on a private flight and it goes down on a deserted island. So it's him and his pilot and the love they find along the way. And it is so fun. It is so fun. It is. It's delightful. It's so sweet. I just, I, yeah, it was unexpected in ways and it was just really, really adorable. I really enjoyed it. it. It is a book that simultaneously is one of the sweetest romances I've ever ever read and answers the question how do you pee if you're stuck on a certain island yeah (laughs) it is genuinely so fun and so funny and it has a lot of moments of like just a genuine humor and adorableness and then also like made me cry multiple times oh my god seriously seriously it's so good it is it is just, I love that couple so much. Yeah. I love that couple so much. Oh my God. And it, um, it is an age gap romance that I really like. Yes. And you know what I really like about the yes. age gap difference okay. in this one yes. is that it is, and then it's really just not an issue. Yes. And that's the best handled age gap romance I think I've ever encountered same it's really 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 good because um one they're both of an age where that age gap is not critical yeah and two they are the relationship and their interaction is established very early on in such a way that any kind of power dynamic that might have been there is totally diminished agreed demolished even yeah i feel like it it it's as if cure andrew's from the past heard our complaints about how age gap is written a lot of times and went, mm-hmm. I got you, I got you. And I will hold you to my chest. In exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and then it's not an, like, they just, they talk about it. Like, Oh yeah, I'm this age and Oh, I'm this age. And then it's uh, just yeah. like, Hey, sup? Yes. You know, like, that's and, it. It That's it. And that's how it should be. It is. Because and if it isn't an issue, it isn't an issue. If it is an issue, then probably you shouldn't be doing it. it <laughs> I am so excited for you to read the next series that I've been down yep. of Kira Andrews. It's next so, up. I'm not okay. going to lie to you. So I am reading the Valor duet at the moment. I've almost finished the second one. Sadly, there's only two, uh, which is tragic. Uh, but uh, it's it's not tragic because I'm sure that's a good thing because it'll end really well. But I, I'm sad there are more of them. But um, it has a genuine age gap, which is just a little bit 
uncomfortable, but still handled as well. Beautiful. I know it because it is a real age gap where there is real problems caused by the age gap, which both characters are aware of and navigate. And I was like, this is tasty and exquisite because there were multiple moments where I was like, actually, this makes me uncomfortable. And then the book would be like, this is uncomfortable. How do we deal with it? And I'm like, okay, as long as you all know. Exactly. Well, and honestly, that's exactly it, right? It like, is. Yeah. Because it, it is, like, I'll go ahead and tell you, um, it is a 20-year age gap. Oh, wow. And it is a 20-year age gap with the younger half being just inching toward the mid-20s. And I was like, I should hate this. And I do not. Yeah. I'm shocked. I'm very shocked. I mean, honestly, in my life, I've never, I've never actually in interacted with people with a 20 year age gap, but I have definitely interacted and like count among my friends. Yeah. People with as much as 15. Yeah. And yeah, we've talked about this like multiple times. I'm not inherently against an age gap. It's the power dynamic that I'm exactly uncomfy with, but I think this book actually like goes, here's the uncomfy bits of it. And we're going to just deal with it. Cause life, life comes cause... at you fast sometimes and you and gotta deal with it. You gotta deal with it. Like sometimes that's going to happen. And sometimes, it, you know, like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's tasty. I don't know. <laughs> it's real good. Um, and it's really is like a part of it. I was really wondering after the first one, and you'll see what I mean. Like, what's the second book about? Uh, the second book is what we like to call a relationship navigation book where it's like, okay, the thing is established, but this age gap is a thing. And now that it's established, we're going to have to figure that out. (laughs) Okay. I like it. I do like it. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely next up. So the, the reason I'm not currently reading it fair is only because uh-huh. Riley Hart came out with a new book. I understand. I, I would never stand in the way of you and Riley Hart. <laughs> I mean, what we have is special. I'm sorry. I is. know. I know. And I respect and love that. So um, the third book in the Verse mm-hmm. podcast series came out Ooh, yesterday. Okay. So I had to download it. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I so, get you. So yeah, that but was next, the But next up, it is and, absolutely the And I fully didn't one. say, because I, I want you, listeners, it's so tasty. It is the president's son and his bodyguard, and it is <sighs> sexy. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I love a bodyguard romance. It, it really I do love just, a bodyguard romance. It like hits that little square in my brain that I, I might like rebel against anyone trying to protect me, but I also just want to be held. <laughs> well, okay. You know what? If you want to add another little bodyguard romance to oh your- Oh my God, you know I do. Yeah. Okay. So Eden Finley oh, love. has a bodyguard romance. Stop. Okay. It's called Popstar. Oh my God. Oh yeah. So the one you were talking about is a bodyguard yeah. romance. Okay. It's a bodyguard or... romance. And the bodyguard comes from Mike Bravo, the oh LGBTQ. Yeah. It's hilarious. Okay. okay so it's so Fine. good. It's so good. And yes. Anyway. So Fine. sign me up. Yeah. Um, how, okay. So we, we talked about our most like red authors. How about unexpected finds? Have you run across anything you didn't expect to read this year that ended up being delightful? Uh, uh, yes. A bunch of things. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yes. Um, okay. So, well, I mean, first up, a couple of things on my list that you would given me. So T. Kingfisher, I hadn't read before. Yes. Oh my God. And now I'm down bad for T. T. Kingfisher. They they write exquisitely. Exquisitely. It's cozy horror. 
cozy it's horror, cozy horror. And it's like, I, it's just the most beautiful prose. Yes. And it, oh it's genuinely scary. Like all yeah. of their books are genuinely scary and cozy. I don't know how to explain it, but it's so true. Like delightful. Yeah. You read uh, What Moves the Dead. I right? read, yes, What Moves the Dead. And never have I been more happy to actually be allergic to mushrooms (laughs) so that I already avoid them. (laughs) I, it's, it speaks to my cottagecore heart that, um, spore is a genre right now. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. It's so delightful. Um, speaking of, well, can I cut in the TK Fisher? I just read, um, the house with good bones by oh, I'm done. yeah that's on that's that's gonna be added <gasps> the house with good bones is a cozy haunted house story um which is delightful but the idea of it is it's this progressive family who is haunted by the ghosts of their racist grandma <laughs> oh my god exquisite <laughs> it is very therapeutic it is very delightful it touches on lots of ideas of privilege and generations and the things we pass on and the things we break uh and it has a delightful witch that you're gonna love amazing okay i'm so in (laughs) um speaking of delightfully horror-esque and creepy uh she eats the night by santa takeda and marjorie lou what a name yes this is a graphic novel that i cannot recommend enough okay I'm down. It's effing brilliant. I'm not even going to tell you what it's about because I want you to go in blind. It's so good. I will pretty much pick up anything by Sana Takeda and Marjorie Liu. Like that combination is, they're so good together. They're so Mm. good together. I love them. But She Eats the Night is like magnum opus level. Yeah. Um, Babel. Yes. That was my uh, one of my top books of last year. Yeah. So I read it this year and yes. I just yeah. cannot that. Uh, and there were parts of that I had to pause because it was, oh, yeah. that was, there were, t- it was, that tough. was a hard read. That was a hard read. But it but also wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't like it exactly. went, often it was, went fast and then you'd have to pause. I feel like it was incredibly accessible for a book yes. about racism and colonialism. Yes. I, we probably just for the show, I'm just going to go ahead and say, I'm going to forward project this. We should read her new book, Yellow Face. Yeah. Uh, have you heard of this one? I have not. It's all about like a white lady pretending to be Asian to publish a book. What? And I, oh yeah. I feel like we would have so much to talk about. Holy this. shit. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. It's one of those white ladies that's like, you know, they don't publish white people anymore. It's one of those deals. Jesus so, Christ. I know. Okay. I'm so excited to read this. So, yeah. Um, okay. Other like secret gems that yeah. I got. Uh, do, 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 do. I found an author who writes baseball romance <gasps> that who? is KD Casey. Okay. And they're great. They're yeah. really great. And I I love her because she like legitimately loves and follows baseball. So I follow her on Twitter Aww. and she like ships real baseball Aww. players. And it's hilarious because you get snips of the baseball news in her quote t- tweets. And she's like, oh, you're I making this that. too easy for me. 
Like, <laughs> oh, I love that. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. She's she's great. So she came up with a uh, came out with a couple of books this year that I've really enjoyed, oh, that's uh, including one with um, with Lauren Blakely called Dirty Steel. Oh, yeah, it was really good. Um, sorry, I'm going through. Oh, Rare Vigilance. We both yes, read that, that one. Yes, that was one I pulled for you. Really, really enjoyed that. Speaking of body, uh, bodyguard romance. Yeah, exactly. But this is a bodyguard and a vampire. Oh, I know. It's so good. I exactly. need to read the other two in that series. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, don't I haven't done it yet. Yeah, we need to do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, So just i mean obviously everything riley hart but mm. i particularly enjoyed boyfriend goals which mm. was um a little like low angst romance with an autistic main character Ooh, okay. so it just was it was a super nice read and it was yeah. very relatable content and i just loved it it was just one of those where it was like yeah this is making me happy beginning to end you know oh yeah, I love yeah. that. I need that in my life. Exactly. Um, do, 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 do. Do, 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 mm. Oh, Layla Rain. I started reading a series called the, uh, what was it? The Bishop or the, like something. I know book two is Bad Bishop. Oh, um, Okay. And so it's like a, almost like a police procedural styles with like FBI agent yeah. type things, but, um, but they're, but they're gay and it's a romance with them, but there's all, and there's also like a single dad element too. Oh, so it's like this it. melding of a family, but it's, it's very, um, it's exciting too. Like there's a whole okay. sort of spy element to it that I really yeah. enjoy. Um, but there's just, uh, like undertones of a cab that make me happy. Yes. I'm here for it. Sign me up. Yeah. So I'm waiting for the last book in that series. That, um, so I read, I read that whole thing and really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bone witch. Ooh, I love more, that title. Yeah. Rin Chepeco, more Rin Chepeco. Oh my God. Yes. Okay. This yes. is on, this is on my bingo card. I need to read this. Yeah. I mean, necromancy necromancy and <laughs> the author of silver under nightfall exactly which... so <sighs> as i breathe uh, yeah you can't get too much better than that no yeah facts so um okay the husband hoax Ooh. yeah straight up fun saxon james two disaster gays get engaged to help each other out of very different situations <laughs> i love that but they end that's, up falling in love and it's so sweet. That's extraordinary. Oh my yeah. God. It's really adorable. Okay. Yeah. So there's, yeah, there's a bunch. Yeah. There's a bunch on here that I really enjoyed that I sort of didn't necessarily Expect see coming. Find. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. For sure. Um, yeah, me too. I, I, I felt, fell upon some very random reads that I loved to pieces. Um, I, one thing I totally didn't expect, and this rarely happens, is I found a publisher that I now read everything they publish. Oh, wow. There's a small press um, called Tiny Ghost Press. Oh, my God. Yes. And everything that 
this publisher puts out is queer paranormal. Um, and they're very un- un- non-traditional. They're very interesting. Um, and not just, you wouldn't find these books anywhere else. And I'm kind of obsessed with them. I found them during the Trans Rights Readathon because they actually did a thing where they put out a trans book during that week and said anyone who bought it, they would uh, donate $25 immediately to the Readathon, um, which was very cool. So I was like, well, I'm going to buy it, Avi. Uh, and then I loved yeah. it. So the book was called uh, My Name is Magic. And if you have been, as many of us are, deeply disappointed by J.K. Rowling and you missed that Harry Potter fix, but you wish it was trans, My Name is Magic. Oh, (laughs) wow. Okay. a queer uh, story set in a magic school. It is so good. The main character is trans. And the whole concept is the main character is part of this like legacy there's a dynasty of of a magic family that runs the school um and they are the first child that's born without magic oh (laughs) and so they are trying to navigate that they're forced to go to the school anyway because that they're literally the headmaster's kid and they're like the non-magic kid at the school and how does that work and what happens and it's so interesting and it involves like the main relationship is not romance it is a friendship it is a friendship between this uh you know in me who loves women and a bisexual man so they're like completely not attracted to each other and they're just amazing wing wing people for each other oh <laughs> it's delightful <laughs> I loved it to pieces. I couldn't stop reading it. Uh, and so I'm, I'm deeply obsessed with everything this publisher puts out right now. And just their whole like eth- ethos as a small press. I really like. Um, That's awesome. I know. Tiny right? Ghost Press, huh? Tiny Ghost Press. Okay. Um, they have they have also put out the cult book that I keep floating to you that we should read for the show at some point. That's them. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So the w- Wicked Little Things, I think it's called. Now I'm, All right, well, I'm, we just need to get John on it. I know exactly. Um, so that that's them as well. Um, I also stumbled upon just like in I think this was also Transright Readathon. I Transright Readathon led me to some surprising places. Uh, mostly because I was trying really quickly to read a whole bunch of trans books, and so I was like, "What can I get my hands on right now?" You know. Mm-hmm. And I read Unbury the Bones, which I am obsessed with. And now the new one just came out and I'm so excited to read it. Uh, Unbury the Bones is the first book in a a paranormal friendship series. I know trend here. Uh, (laughs) The main character is another NB, a delightful NB, who is like, uh, who's a vampire that is like a monster hunter as well. And is just kind of a delightful curmudgeon. And <laughs> their best friend is a sunshine werewolf. Oh my god, you get the sunshine grumpy dynamic. Yes, but it's like a friendship sunshine grumpy, but maybe more. That. But maybe more. I don't know. It might this one might be leading romantic. I think it All might right. be. Uh, because the 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 sunshine werewolf is definitely down bad for the the grumpy <laughs> vampire. Excellent. Um, so it is very cute. It is a it is a mystery, and they they solve mysteries together. They're kind of almost private eye situation. Oh my god, I'm um, here for this. It's very very cute. And the next one just came out. I'm so excited. So that was very very good. Um, I loved it so much. And then, oh god, what was the? There was another one I was going to highlight, and now I can't think oh right 
I was just on the library website, can never shout out the library websites enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and it recommended to me these fleeting shadows, which both you and I ended up reading. Yes. Um, which was so unexpected and so different. Did and I not add that to my list? Oh crap. I don't know, but you definitely did read it. So you I should definitely add it to your did. List. Um, these fleeting shadows is like if ready or not and get out and kind of that like knives out that vein definitely some knives out yeah if all of those were queer teenagers (laughs) yeah with a definite sapphic bend so sapphic and so good Mm -hmm. uh and the friendships in it are also really good oh so good I know. And so I loved it. I loved it. Oh, and I, seriously. Nobody no. is talking about this book and it's like stressing me out. Cause I just keep screaming about it. I'm like, why has no one read this book? It's amazing. It really, that was an exceptional read. You're right. That was apparently I need to look at this list. It's longer than it. God damn it. I knew it, I knew it, was, I knew it was not an accurate depiction of reality. Look, I tried really hard. Okay. I know you're doing so good. Um, I also will say as far as like unexpected, I, and maybe this should have been expected having been freed from the shackles of grad school. I've started reading nonfiction again and I'm having a blast. Oh, good for you. Thank you. I've like, I've read like 10 nonfiction books this year already. Wow. And considering I read zero in the last like five years yeah, (laughs) that were not assigned directly to me from school, you know, it's been an, I feel like I've learned more from these 10 books than I did from four years of grad school. So yeah. I've read a lot of gender stuff, uh, a lot of like, oh, just all over the place with that. It's been really good. Um, so yeah, a, a lot of, so if you, if you want more recs for that, hit me up people, because I've got a lot of like trans, like nonfiction to recommend, but the ones I want to highlight right now is the book, The Transgender Issue, which Ooh. literally looks at how policy changes that would protect trans trans people would actually help everyone. And it's very interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Love that. And then the transgender scientist. Nice. I think you would like Bronwyn. Yes. Uh, it, It is about a neuroscientist who was one of the first like openly trans, uh, men in science. Sweet. And he, also, so he was the person who found this go real in the weeds, but this is in the weeds in my world. He was the person that found out like what the purpose of glial cells are in the brain. Like he's a really cool. famous scientist. That's right? awesome. A really famous scientist who we don't know anything about, like collectively as a society, which sucks. But the cool thing was that he became so famous that even though he was a trans man, everyone was forced to respect him and like invite him places. Nice. Because, <laughs> I know. And he used that power then to change the U.S. like structure of academia around how it treats women, like Aww. to make measurable changes. Because as he put it, he had experienced going through grad school as perceived as a woman. He knew what it was like, but now he had the privilege of a man because most people perceived him like they didn't even they didn't know he was trans most of the mm-hmm. time. And yeah. so he automatically got this, you know, male privilege that they didn't even know they were bestowing on him kind of thing. Yeah. Um, And he used that to like actually make policy changes that protected women in academia. Um, For example, he literally, because he was this like discoverer of glial cells, right? Mm -hmm. He would get invited to all these events and he would always check 
the makeup of the people who were either invited or running the event. And if it wasn't equitable between men and women, he would refuse to go. Amazing. He literally would say, I will not attend this event, but you are welcome to invite one of my female um, lab assistants. Yes. (laughs) And, and he lobbied for, um, policies to be put in place by like the American science institutions that uh, prevented the harassment of female students at academic conferences. Yeah, because that is a real thing. It is a real thing. And there was nothing that made it like it wasn't illegal. It wasn't, you know, a thing that could be pushed against, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess it is. it wasn't illegal after, but it was like um, you could you could get in trouble with the like scientific bo- bodies. Yes, um, exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm losing the ability to say words, but you get me. <laughs> he he made policy changes that made it harder to, for male academics to harass their students, basically. Which is amazing. Um, which is amazing. And he literally did it just by leveraging his own fame. Like, if you want me to ever talk at any of your events again, you will put this through. That is awesome. I know. He is such a king. That is some BDE is what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. I mean, he writes in his book, like one of the best stories he told was, like I said, most people didn't know he was trans. He had people come up to him at conferences. So he had published a lot under his dead name. Mm-hmm. And then he started publishing under you know, his true name. And people would come up to him and be like, are you related to blah, 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 his dead name? And be like, oh, you're so much better a scientist than she was. <sighs> Ouch. And he would literally be like, actually, that was me. Your perception of me as a man is the only reason you think I'm better. It was literally my work you're talking about. And he just had no fucks to give it. I loved him so much. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, it's really Seriously. good. What a he, king. he just recently died and he wrote this book right before. So his student actually published it and it's very like moving and beautiful and the student oh, wow. writes in it as well. And it made me cry. But like all of the different women in science who would have stopped being in science if it wasn't for him. And it's genuinely so good. Fully recommend. And it gets real in the weeds about glial cells. So if you want to learn about them too, you get to learn a lot about them. I legitimately do. I'm very excited to read to this read it. book. It's so good. It is genuinely so good. You would love it. It's funny. I don't, I'm not drawn to nonfiction in general, I but know. I do try to push myself to read at least yeah. one or two a year just because um, yeah. I like to educate myself. And I, I mean, I do so in a lot of other ways. Obviously. Oh yeah, you do. Um, but I like to do so with published works like this as well. Yeah. But um, it, it's nice to have someone like you who can recommend them to me, oh, who absolutely. knows what I am interested in, because it does make the read easier. <laughs> right. I, like, as I used to read nonfiction all the time and is one of the things I've been I had been really sad about losing mm. was the I just couldn't do it while I was in grad school it just wasn't the information wouldn't go in so I could yeah. read as much as I wanted and I'd get nothing out of it um so I kind of just gave up on reading it which really sucked because like I don't know I'm just gonna talk shit about grad school for the rest of my life probably I mean yeah uh, 
at the the grad school that I ended up at, I wasn't learning a lot. The one that I initially went to to get my master's, I learned so much. So I'm not talking about all grad schools in that no. way. But the one I went to, I learned basically nothing. And it really sucked because I felt like I kind of stalled out, especially on gender studies, which was the thing I was there for. Right. Um. So now being able to actually have the brain space to read all of the gender study books that have come out since I've been in grad school, I feel like I like my brain is galaxy braining all over the place. <laughs> That's right now awesome. it feels good and i'm i feel i feel smarter again <laughs> i love that sensation i really do and i yeah. i love the nonfiction stuff for that sensation I um agree. it i i mean i tend to find that i get that from taking courses yeah absolutely um, so like i try and take courses all the time like i, yeah. I take courses on my own time i take courses every year that yeah. i have ever since i graduated um oh, yeah. but when i'm my when I'm reading nonfiction books, it's harder for me because when I'm reading fiction, almost all of the time, like unless there's something about the book that I really don't like or doesn't agree mm-hmm. with my brain for some reason, I'm not aware that I'm reading. Yeah. Like it's an experiential thing for yeah. me. Like I I I can see it. I'm I'm interacting with the story. Yeah. I don't I don't know how else to explain it, right? Mm-hmm. But when I'm doing that, when I'm reading nonfiction, that doesn't yeah. happen. So yeah. I'm, I become too aware of the words mm. and that throws me out of the experience. I can only do it for so long. Yeah. It takes me a lot longer. I, yeah, I agree. I I mean, I agree. It, it, it's different. My brain works differently, but even still, I have a harder time with nonfiction. I always have, but, um, I find it so, I don't know, so gratifying that I, I miss it a lot. Yeah. I miss the challenge of it and just the incredible things that I feel like I learned from it. So I I have found that now that my my current summer job is like doing grocery deliveries, I can read non, like nonfiction audiobooks while I'm doing it because I have enough occupying my body to satisfy my ADHD that my brain can then focus on nonfiction and it's That's been kind of like yeah. exquisite um, because I really don't need my brain for it most of the time. It like checks out. No, um, that's so true. Like yeah. I find for me when I'm reading, like I have my audiobooks and I love, 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 love listening to audiobooks. Like it yeah. just sort of takes me away. It's like a, a soothing sea or a bath, you know? Absolutely. But um, I can only listen to an audiobook at work when I'm doing certain types of work. Yeah. Exactly. You know, like I'm, if I'm doing something that's really, um, that I'm really familiar with that, yeah. or that is really numbers based, mm-hmm. um, then I can, I can listen to my audiobook and enjoy it. And yeah. I just sort of split my brain into, you know, part of it is focusing on the numbers or the, whatever I'm, I'm working on. And part of it is listening to the book and that's fantastic. It's fine. But if I'm doing something like any kind of project based work or something like that, or anything where I have to write or engage with my, with my word center, then, um, I can't read and do that at the same yeah, time. Yeah, same. So. Yeah, so I haven't had a job in a while where I could do this. I ugh, I kind of miss my data entry, like research lab job from my master's program because I would just put on audiobooks and listen to them all day. It was the greatest. Right? So this has kind of been like getting back to that, but it's even more soothing in ways. Like, I, I don't know. I'm really enjoying this as a summer job. I obviously wouldn't want to do it forever, but because it's like freaking a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And I have literal, uh, I have literal blisters on my hands from grocery shopping. I didn't know that was a thing, but I do. 
Um, I wish that my sisters could try having blisters. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No, I love it. Also, before we move on from nonfiction, uh, the United States of Cryptids is amazing. (laughs) Oh my God. I love that that fell under nonfiction. Hey, it is a nonfiction book because the plot of the book is this journalist and she travels to all the like cryptid tourist sites Mm -hmm. uh, and writes about them. And she is a very much like on the like I don't know if they're real or not, but that really isn't even the point is her kind of perspective, which I is where that. I land. Yeah, that's wonderful. Where it's like, the, what is what is important about why these stories matter to us is what the book's about. Yeah. So it's like what how the community comes around it, how it like grows this connectivity between people. And it's actually more like a psych book than it, and a travel book and a psych book than it is anything about whether, again, she doesn't land on any side about whether they're real or not. And, Those are the and, best admits fully that she hasn't decided um you know it's no it's not like she's even hiding it she's like i don't know they might be they might not be but to me it doesn't matter because they're real to the people who live here yeah exactly and so so it is a nonfiction, actually no that's and great i love i great. legitimately love that i was i'm not trying to be facetious oh that's no 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 no, yeah. no no i but i wanted to clarify because like actually this one isn't um but important to our show it has a chapter on the snallygaster <gasps> Yes, the Snallygaster. Which is rare. I feel like the Snallygaster does not get the attention that he deserves. Yeah. Um, but I also discovered that literally 30 minutes from where I live at this moment in time, there is a sca- Snallygaster scavenger hunt. What? Uh-huh. And um, I'm going to do it and report back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but basically this town, it's a little town of Sykesville. Um, which is where it was like a big town for Snellygaster sightings. They have murals painted all over the town, but they're hidden and you have to go find them. <laughs> and so I'm going to go find them. I will record it for posterity and our show. <laughs> I'm going to need pictures of those. Oh, pictures will definitely be on our socials. I'll probably yeah. do a video for Insta as well because uh, it's going to be fun. And I yeah. have convinced my sweet mom to do it with me. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> because she thought it sounded fun so <laughs> i wish i could be there you like have to zoom me in or something of, like that oh my god yes one of these days when you come and visit me i will take you to the snallygaster yes please hunt. i love that so much yeah oh yeah. my god that's hilarious okay. um so when we were talking earlier about mm-hmm. our bingo cards yes how's it um, going i'm so excited. slowly but surely i keep getting distracted <gasps> but not bad not bad. That's I think fair. I've probably made more progress than anyone other than maybe you. So <laughs> on the bingo? Oh yeah. no, you've made more progress than I have. Okay. <laughs> I um, can't tell you that for sure right now. But I I'm dying for you to to get into the um uh-huh. uh Sean and McGuire, the yes. ghost roads. Oh my God. So I tried to find that one in any of my library apps and I couldn't, and I'm mad about it. So I'm going to have to buy it. That's why I haven't read it yet. Okay. Um, fair enough. I mean, but I will. worth it, but I will. Um, I will. Hey, that's weird that it's not on the library. I know apps. most of, um, I, most of her books are available, but I couldn't find that one for some reason. So I'm going to so dig for it further. Yes. Definitely How's your bingo dig- going? It, it honestly, I've, I've made, I haven't made a bingo, but I have definitely made progress in like four of the columns. Oh my God. I'm so proud of you. What have you read? Uh, so I read the, um, was it black prism? You finished? 
Yes. How have I you finished? not told me you finished this? Because I, I finished ages ago. But you didn't tell me. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know why either. We need to talk about it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, and then, of course, the tea kingfisher. Yes. Um, and then what else? Fred. Oh, goodness. What else? Oh, oh my God. You told me recently. Yeah, I did. I We talked about this. Mm-hmm. What was no. it? I don't remember. My list is 156 books long. I don't remember. Fair, fair. <laughs> and it's not even correct. It's just... I don't know. Right, okay, look. I will pull up, I'll pull up the bingo card because I think I'll remember. We definitely okay. did talk about one of them. I can't believe you didn't tell me. Oh, the Black Prism. Must have been something going on in our lives. I, yes. Might have been right around when, when we is. lost Dubsy. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I have your bingo card. Hold on. Do I? Or is this mine? This is my bingo card. Where's your bingo card? <laughs> How did I not put it in the same folder? What is wrong with me? I don't know. I none of us do. It's okay. Yeah. Oh my god, where is it? When I tell you, I definitely thought I had a folder for these, and now I'm thinking I don't. <laughs> <sighs> oh well. Anyway, I know yeah. that I have done something from you definitely one have. of each of four at least i haven't gotten to all five but i've done one of each from four yeah, so. that's fair i am started one two three uh four of them nice but i haven't finished four of them no uh i finished an additional one so i have Five are in some state of red. <laughs> Amazing. One of them there's completed. Four of them are started. Excellent. <laughs> That's it good might, progress. It honestly might be more than four. Um, <laughs> hey, okay. You have multiple series on my list. I am looking at it now and I would like to confirm that there is multiple series on my list. Which ones? One, two, maybe two. There might just be two. <laughs> <laughs> three, three. There are three book series as as squares on my list. Okay. Raven Cycle, Kingdom of the Wicked, and the Game Changer series. Okay, yes. The two Game Changer is just the two. Uh, there are two books in the series. Um, but Raven Cycle and Kingdom of the Wicked are three books each. Yeah, Raven Cycle, that's fair. Or four, I think. Kingdom of the Wicked, didn't... Did I make you read the whole series on that You one? have... Okay, I will say you have book one is on here as its own, and then books two and three, I think, uh, are on here as an additional square. So okay. it's two squares, but it's three books, and then the Raven Cycle is four. Okay. okay, that is still not as bad as what I did to you, I grant, but you did do it. I'm no, I did confirmed. do it. That miracle, but that's fair. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Fable is the only one I've read, okay. which was also the only one I'd read last time we checked. Yes. But I have multiple ones started. And as far as my other book goals go, I have read five backlist books this year. Good for you. Which, again, is more than I had read last year. Uh, Exactly. Backlist books because I was so bad about it. Um, So I read five five of them and two of them were nonfiction, which was exciting. And I have read three, four, five arcs. So, oh, 
five review copies, which my goal, I think, is like 23 review copies, I think was what I said. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've read five. I think I'm failing on my Webtoons goal, though. What was your? Oh, yeah. Your Webtoons goal was to d- read more than you did last year. Yeah. I I just given how many novels I've read, I don't think I'm hitting my Webtoon. Mm. I don't know. We'll see when that thing comes out. We'll see. It's not like I don't read webtoons because you know that I do. I bet you have read so much more than you think you have. Oh, probably. (laughs) I will say I'm curious for when that the year in wrap comes out because I believe I have read more webtoons this year than I've ever read. Ooh. Um, I've read a lot, a lot lately. I like it. Okay. I know. A lot. (laughs) So yeah. Do we have any other goals? I feel like I'm trying to remember. Oh, this is not a horror movie. This is not a horror movie was on the oh, list. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is not a horror movie was on the list. Yeah. There is also- Oh, and one. The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. That's what it was. Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. So I am rereading The Black Prism. So now that you're finished, I'm just going to send you updates as I reread it. Excellent. Because <laughs> it won't be spoilers. I am trying to do- this is, an, this is an unofficial goal that I didn't make at the beginning of the year, but it has become a goal. I am trying to annotate, annotate some of my favorite reads. Ooh. Um uh off air i'll tell you what i'm doing because it's a surprise but um it'll come back up on the show but um black prism is one i'm annotating uh and some of the like big fantasy novels i'm trying to annotate as i read them yeah i don't know because i really i really love doing that and i used to do it all the time and again that was another grad school fell by the wayside i just didn't have the time or mental space yeah exactly Um, but i got these little highlighter stickies where it's like a roll of tape but it looks like a highlighter so it makes a perfect line i know it's glorious um and transparent sticky notes that you can put on top the page but then it doesn't actually cover the page it's so yes that's amazing i'm talking stationary to you (laughs) i know and you know what that does to me i know what that does to you is there anything else we want to shout out before we wrap up this episode? Oh, no, I think I think I'm probably good because I got to save something for the second half of the year. Yeah. Oh, what are you reading right now? Oh, my God. OK, well, uh, I'm reading book three in the um, uh, verse podcast. Yes. Which is called The Realist. So yes. we've, we'll be talking about the loner shortly and then there was the romantic which i loved which was really cute and i'm no spoilers so i won't tell you but anyway something about that was in my notes about the loner um then uh, yeah i have the first in the valor duology yeah for right after that Mm -hmm. um and then what else am i think i've just finished everything else so those are the current things that i have oh um but no, I have a uh, DC Pride. Yes, I'm reading that, and then uh, I would like to start on the Robin Eternal. Ooh. If you're gonna reread that now, even though we're not obviously recording the episode, for I'll join you in rereading it now. <laughs> okay, because I love it so much. Because <laughs> it be has the dual purpose of being up for go and uh, also on my bingo card. Yeah. Oh, I forgot I did that to you. Yeah. Cause so I've I've read Batman Eternal. Now yes. I need to read Robin. So yes. That's right. I forgot. Because uh obviously we're gonna do it eventually for Go, but it's gonna be like a long time, probably. But we um, still have already read it once. 
you will have already read it once and I'll read it with you. And then we can kind of have a, an early jump on that. I love it. I love it too. I am in my want. Oh my God. I'm reading so many books. Um, (laughs) I use Goodreads for people who are curious and I just pulled up the currently reading and it scared me when I looked at it. Um, I am currently reading the fairy bargain of prospect Hill, um, by Rowena Miller, which is cozy fantasy, um, uh, about this cute little farm and it's about these two sisters and the people they fall in love with and the fairy bargains they make along the way. It is very cute so far. That's adorable. Yeah. Uh, I'm reading the second book in the, te- uh, the Valor series, which is Test of Valor, um, which is again, Relationship Negotiation, the novel. <laughs> I am reading Scorched Grace by Mar- uh, Margot Dowie, maybe. Um, you would love this, Bronwyn. Ooh. Scorched Grace prepare yourself for this summary is about a queer punk rock nun (laughs) who solves mysteries while being fully a cab (gasps) okay it's so good it has a sexy fire chief (laughs) lady who uh is investigating and a general dis dis um like distrust of systems and uh and the inequality they cause so you would love it you would love it so she's cooper yeah (laughs) she has cooper with tattoos and a habit (laughs) oh my god it's very good i love it a lot it is a bit more a little bit more noir it's not bleak or anything like that but it is like dark Okay. So I am reading it slowly. Yeah, fair. <laughs> I will admit. Fair. I, ha- I had to, there was a part that really got me. So off air, if you want, I guess I'll say it here. Trigger warning for a lot of things, but um, violence against queer people being Ooh. like one of the bigger ones. Yeah. It's, it's like off page, but it was still really affecting. I had to take a break when I read yeah. it. Um, yeah. So. And religious trauma, (laughs) obviously. Um, Obviously. (laughs) Obviously. So it's a harder read, but it's so good. And it's a fun mystery. And it's apparently the first in a series. So I'm excited. I Um, love that. Okay. Yeah. I am reading uh, Like Silk Breathing, which is by Camille Duplessis, I think. Um, It is a Regency queer paranormal romance <laughs> love it yeah it's very good it very lyrical writing i'm like captivated by the writing a lot of the time nice um and then on the oh my god there's so many on the like nonfiction front i am reading vagina obscura yes <laughs> which is an anatomical voyage it is literally like let's talk about the vagina the autonomy of it and also how we discovered different aspects of it scientifically but through the stories of who discovered it and it's so, so fascinating i need to ask yes because i'm a pedant be pedant pedantic <laughs> i said that 12 times <laughs> be pedantic. is it a discovery of the anatomy of the vagina or is it the anatomy of the vulva uh 
it's it's all of the bits and bobs. So it's the vulva. Okay. It is. Um, that drives me crazy. But that, that is explained if it makes you feel better. It it's does part, make me feel better. It is Thank part you. of it. <laughs> the fact that people don't know what is what is part of it. Yes. Um, yeah. I Yes. I'm on the chapter about the clit right now and it's real good. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, no, I fully recommend. It's very fun. It's a, it's a fun nonfiction, a very easy read. Um, on the polar end of the easy of uh, reading quantity of things is I am reading Neuroqueer Heresies. Wow. It's so good. It's this one I'm reading very slowly because it calls itself a neurodiversity paradigm shift. And it is, uh, every single chapter I'm like, I need to take a break and like, let my whole world readjust to the thing yeah. I just read. Yeah, uh, but I love it. It's very good. It is all about neurodiverse restructuring of the world. Yeah, and yeah, I'm here I for that. I can't explain it more than that. I literally have to sit down. Like I just, whoa, yeah. I also love that she's kind of, she's like, what if we call it neuroqueer? Because it's kind of that also. Yeah. And I'm here for it. I think you need to read it. And I can't say any more about it because I, my brain cannot. Okay. Um, That's how I felt reading Quantum, a guide to the, a guide for the perplexed. Oh my God. Yes. So true. Um, Okay. Almost done. (laughs) I swear. Uh, (laughs) I am also reading Dark Rise by C.S. Pacat (gasps) of Fence fame. Yes. Oh, oh my God. My Tell me how that is. I keep seeing things. I've heard it's wonderful. Dark Rise is one of the best books I've ever read. I okay. That is actually on my list. That's on my wish list. I'm in love. We just got to t- over on Go. We just got to talk to um uh, P- CS Picat. They were lovely. I am so bitter that I, I wasn't included. First of all, I know. As I've already told you. I know. We'll be on next time. <laughs> I know. And I would have just absolutely like fanned all over them. Oh, but... I did. Oh, I did. <laughs> um, in our notes of the interview, that there literally was a hyphenated part that was let Chris uh, drool all over the guests for a few minutes and then yeah. move on. Um, facts. But this book was one of the things I was drooling on them over because it is unbelievable. I have no words yeah no I keep because I'm such a fence fan I'm you know I follow yeah. all of the CS Picat kind of news and whatnots and stuff so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I keep seeing and hearing yeah. about it and oh. uh, yeah all fair it's so good um it honestly we maybe should talk about this one because there's a lot okay there so okay you know stay tuned um and while we're in that fantasy aspect of things very similar actually i'm also reading the wicked bargain by gabe noel nova oh i've heard wonderful uh, things about that oh my god yes and if you read it read the audiobook because vigo ortez <gasps> is the reader Ooh, it is non-binary pirate fantasy magic and Hell what yeah. more could you need i love it if you watch this slag means death and you're like more of that this Okay. (laughs) I mean, yes, please. Yes. (laughs) And very finally, I will tell you about the two arcs I'm reading at the moment. Um, I'm so bitter. 
I know, and you're going to be better about both of them. So yeah, I, yes, I didn't prepare yourself. This. Yeah. Um, so I am reading David R. Slayton's upcoming release, um, Dark Moon Shallow Sea. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, I will do a full review, like when it comes a little closer to when it comes out, but let me just say right now, you better get pre-ordering everybody like get on it because you're going to want it um and you're you're going to want to read it right away it's great simultaneously i i will say like to really wet the whistle if you like to dark rise by c.s picat you will love this book so i would say they're very of a kind all right um i love it so i love it so much i love it so much oh I, I, yeah that's all I can say at this point but as we get closer I'll say more and on the be jealous I am also <laughs> reading an arc of Ben Khan's first ever prose novel <laughs> um and it's great it is a uh is that L Campbell wins yes, their weekend El, yes thank you for reminding me to actually say the title L <laughs> Campbell wins their weekend it is a non-binary middle grade Ferris Bueller okay uh <laughs> so a we need to read that together yes. when we get a chance and yes, b yes. we need to bring margie on for this one. Oh my god yes yes we do and then we should interview ben because honestly we should just have ben on the show let's just have um, all let's do it all four of us yes though i don't know if we can bring them on to review their own book because i feel like that would be mortifying for anyone that's fair we'll bring them on after we review their book <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's hilarious. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, but Margie absolutely needs to be on for that one. It's so good. It's so good. I can't believe this is, I, I know because I know them and they're my actual friend. Yes. I know this is their first prose novel, but I can't believe it's their no, first prose I, novel. They're so incredible. That has been pre-ordered for me for like so long. And it's legit like their first middle grade. Like it's, they're doing so much outside their comfort zone and you would never know. They're um, so talented though. So talented. That's what I'm saying. They're so talented and they deserve all the good things in the world. And I'm glad the good things are happening for them. Yeah. Uh, so pre-order that book, pre-order David's book, get on it mm -hmm. because you, you deserve good things in your lives, listeners. So pre-order these. Exactly. Yeah. And that's it. That's what I'm reading. Oh, jelly. I love it. But I, while you were saying that actually downloaded a couple of books. <laughs> Shut up. What did you download? <laughs> Um, obviously I downloaded Dark Rise and obviously Good. I downloaded the Valor on the Move and Good. 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 Oh, exquisite. I'm yeah. so glad. I I'm down bad for that Valor series. I can't even I, I literally posted on Twitter I need a new couple to obsess over and then um the Twitter gods bestowed upon me Valor. I love that. <laughs> That's amazing. The Twitter gods for the record are not Elon Musk. He wishes. The Twitter gods are more like a, a, an essence, a spirit. <laughs> exactly. No, he is more like the Twitter jester. Yeah, that would work. Yeah, the the Twitter court jester. Yeah, the Twitter yeah. Uh, the Twitter like the person in the stocks that we throw. Um, <laughs> oh God! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just tomatoes all day, every day. That works. Yeah. Except I eat my tomatoes because I really love I know, tomatoes. I like tomatoes too. What do like we a not waste. like? Yeah. I like most food. I would throw mushrooms. I like mushrooms, even though they also hurt me, to be yeah. fair. Yeah. Oh. 
Well, on that note. <laughs> uh, listeners, write in what you think we should throw <laughs> <laughs> oh god yes please (laughs) but seriously because i feel like we haven't done this call for a while write in your questions because i would love to answer more listener questions oh my god yes please that was so much fun that was so much fun so write them and the more you write in the more chance we'll do one of those episodes again soon exactly and you know in preparation for our you know queer end review Hmm. let's also put in some award categories Ooh, so yeah. what do you want us to have some include? suggestions or if you have some like, yeah. you know, really unhinged award categories you'd like to yep. see us review or, or yep. enter, let's, let's, let's hear them. I'd love to hear those. Oh my God, please. The more unhinged, the better. Yes, please. So <laughs> join us, join us. Join us. <laughs> and Hey, if you are doing reading challenges, let us know what you're doing this year. What I'm curious. Yeah. I want to hear all about the reading challenges. Yes. What weird, what unexpected finds have you had? Do you guys have recs for us? You know, I think I might put together like a, uh, not like a bingo card, but like a, 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 like a little bingo esque of all of the different kinds of surprise reads, you know, all of like different tropes (gasps) or different types of things like, you know, Oh, this was my monster fucker. And this was my hockey romance. Oh, I like that. You know? Yes. Oh my God. Do that. Yes. Oh, so please recommend listeners. Please send me more monster fuckers to read. Yeah. I really enjoyed my last one. I'm going to reread it. What's your last one? Remind me. Ravenous. Yes. Oh my God. That's been on my list forever. I need to read that by R. Cooper. There's just so many books. (laughs) Talk about first world of first world problems, right? I'm like, there's just so many books I want to read. I, I, I wish that I could like, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love my job. Like I legitimately really enjoy yeah. my job. I love the Fair. people I work with. I love what yes. I do. It's very challenging. It's exciting. I lo- like, it's a lot of fun, but I really, really wish that I could just be paid to read all the time. Oh my God, <laughs> I know. How do we do that? I mean, I would destroy that job. You'd be so good at it. I'm like, you know, there's some people that are literally paid to just play a video game for hours and hours and hours right? like, to find bugs. Why doesn't that exist for books? I guess it does. It's called editors. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I invented editing. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> yep, yep, I did. I just invented the process of editing. <laughs> Amazing. And just go lay down now. It's clearly, it is listeners, it is currently 12 a.m. <laughs> Can you tell? <laughs> Unfortunately, Ooh. the answer is probably no, because it's always <laughs> like this. True. <laughs> right. Oh God. But yeah, you know what? I am out of wine. I am out of water. And it is and after midnight. Are, so we are out of line as well. <laughs> Which is what I thought you said initially. I thought you were like, I am out of line. And I'm like, I've never heard anyone call themselves out like that. (laughs) But if anybody was going to, it'd be me. Yeah. Bronwyn just informing herself that she's been out of line. Time out for you. For me. Go sit in a corner self. (laughs) You need to think about this. Exactly. You know, it's important to parent yourself. (laughs) I'm going to go take my time out. And uh, yeah, I think. Go take a long night's time out. Exactly. Uh, yep Uh uh-huh sounds like a plan so stay thirsty yeah bye-bye bye-bye now i'm gonna go read druid mccarty fanfic
And where can our listeners find you, Bronwyn? You can find me on all the things at Shiny Baby B. I mostly live on Twitter, where I usually am tweeting about what I'm reading because I'm always reading. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at The Myth of Psyche, where I tweet about feminism, psychology, and also what I am reading. <laughs> And you can find me also on Gotham Outsiders, a podcast talking about queerness and feminism in the Bat family with my co-host, TJ. And you should also be checking out our parent podcast at Talking Comics on Twitter, or you can email them at podcast at talkingcomicbooks.com. And if you want to uncork more web comics goodness from our show, you can check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Thirsty on Tune, where we should be reading, drinking, and being nerdy. 